Welcome to the Bear Hug Club, a pro wrestling podcast of positivity. Welcome back to the Bear Hug Club podcast, Thursday Nightport edition this week. Uh, Greg here as always, and once again I'm joined by my boo, Garrett. Hello! How's it going, sweetie? You alright? Yeah, I'm not too bad. How are you? Ah, you know, car complain. Pretty pretty tired. It's been a long week, but otherwise good. I luckily managed to get a hold of a PlayStation 5 this week, so I'm, I'm a pretty happy boy. There we One go. of the race docks. Nice. Nice. Yeah. New, new flat, new, new station to play on. I mean, that, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, unfortunately, it's just you and me uh, this week. Jace can't make it. Um, Scott got a new job, actually. He's um, a news reporter now. I heard. Um, oh, hold on. This just this just in from um is it our man on the our man on the field. Hello. Yes, this is Scott hailing from Southampton. I'm currently here in what seems like the great outdoors, uh, currently searching for news. Uh, then th- there isn't any here I can report, but hopefully uh, within the hour, there should be some news elsewhere, maybe even some wrestling um, to report. There is greenery around. There's a bush like here. Uh, anyways, uh, back to you, Garrett and Greg in the studio. Ah, oh, thanks, Scott. Good, good to see the update there. We'll hope to bring you some more wrestling action live in the field with Scott later on in this episode. Yes, thank you very much, Scott. Anyway, uh, Israel and Palestine. Uh, hello, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to transfer the strawberry for that bit, and I got stung by loads of stinging nettles. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've learned my oh, lesson no. not to explore. Our uh, man in the field is down. <laughs> We probably should have scouted the field before we sent him to one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn, where's the health and safety officers of Bear Hug Club? Where are they? Need the men in hard hats to do the hard work. Where are the men we in the like jackets? Need some hard men with some hats. Hard men with hats. <laughs> uh, but yes, welcome to the Bear Hug Club podcast. Uh, this week... We're we're talking about something colorful, right? That's the word. Rainbow. We're getting color. We're getting color. As we are going to get in color. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this week we are going to be talking about blood in wrestling. Uh, in general, uh, uh, let's let's start off with a little uh, a, a, a little question, Scott. What blood type are you? Uh, I am a positive man. All right. It's good that you're a positive man. <laughs> <laughs> is it bad yes. that I don't know my blood type? No, I have no idea what my blood type yeah, is. Yeah, I'd be I'd be fucked. It's in it's in my body right now and that's all I needed to yeah, I mean, that's all I need know, it to be. As long as it's not coming out, you don't have to worry. I feel like most people don't know their blood type. 
But I feel uh, like it's something like isn't it quite important to know? I mean, if you go to the hospital, they'll figure it out, right? Well, the is your, your blood type yeah. isn't on your birth certificate or anything, is it? I don't know. I can check. It's it's in a, it's in a box like up there. Your what is Ooh. your birth certificate? Yeah, it's, oh. it's in my important. Do you, know, do you know those adult important file boxes you keep all the important things in? Uh, got one of them. Like comic taxes. books and D and D books, and I've got nothing else. I all mine are over there. <laughs> I have. All right, well, later. <laughs> Look it's at got it. writer's own. It's got writer's own books. I bet, I, I bet. I bet. Well, I mean, you're in Southampton. I bet if you just rummage around in there, you could find some needles with some blood in them. Oh, hold on. Little hold traces on. in them. Oh, please don't actually go searching for Southampton <laughs> heroin needles on on stream. No, do it, dude. That stuff's worth money. I thought you were about to say searching for Southampton. I'm like, oh, it's got to be around here somewhere. I'll, I'll come back to you on stabbed that. by a junkie live on air. Oh. <laughs> that would be somewhat appropriate to our topic of conversation. Well, yeah. speaking of our topic of conversation, recently we just had the Blood and Guts pay-per-view, AEW's pay-per-view, which, you know, there's got to be some blood. There's assumedly got to be some guts, or else yeah. it's uh, false advertising. Uh, left Southampton in your other coach, Scott. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, these things just happen, don't they? Well, you know, it's probably why the football team won. Hey, yeah, blood and guts, guts and blood. Blood and guts was a great show. Let's start with that. Solid uh, show. Yeah, um, it was. It was very, very good. I, I think much like anything in wrestling and media when you end with a bit of a dud people uh tend to forget what's what the actual show was like this isn't this mic isn't even on um i mean it was um it's kind of like the 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 bits of the fiasco they had with the exploding ring bar wide death match because the match was going again like the whole show up until the ending of that was great and then because the ending was a bit of a bum note everyone chose to ignore the rest yeah, I mean, I'm already over it. I was over yeah. it an hour, an hour after it happened. I was over it. Um, because... I wasn't even like mad at the ending of Blood and Guts. Like, no, like no. the only like I, again, I think the match was solid. Um, it was one of the more sort of brutal things I've seen on like a mainstream wrestling program in a while, and it sort of delivered on that front. I think the things that hindered it was like maybe this should have been kept for a pay per view because like um, I watch it through Fight TV, so I don't get to see the ad breaks, but it was quite obvious when ad breaks were occurring like the momentum right, they're just taking it yeah taking a vaccine yeah and... just just so they could like okay get, get out of the way so we can go back to it and then again the ending didn't bother me like what i mean like chris jericho's 50 like it was no wonder if he was going to take that bump it was yeah. really added I, I i'd argue like maybe they could have done more to like dress it up a bit so it didn't look so obvious but then you don't really yeah. know until someone's gone off what that's gonna look I, like i think i think that's exactly it the the mm. only people that you could even say slightly were at fault was production yeah. Uh, same with the barbed wire death match. They could have probably tried to find a different solution for that one as well. But yeah, Maybe it table, was fine. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think I think oh, it was just I, the set dressing wasn't as good. Like they, even if they, because because the the boards on top that were like the 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 faux corrugated metal plastic things that were kind yeah. of bendy. I don't know uh, that. I'm not in production. Couldn't say no. otherwise. Amazing show and great show, but yeah. the uh, the key word in the blood and guts for us is the blood. 
I feel like really, if you see anyone's guts in a wrestling match, it should probably be called off. I mean, unless it's Japan, where that stuff just happens. Well, speaking yeah, of yeah. Japan, um, if we're going to talk about blood, we can't not talk about Japan and Japanese wrestling. We can't not talk about the literal scale for uh, for, for bloody matches, which, uh, as as you'll know, was the Muta scale. Which I literally wrote about yesterday for matches you need to see on the website. Little Are you gonna what, the the actual match the, the nineteen ninety two Hiroshi Hasi Hasi match? I did indeed. I watched it for the first time yesterday and wrote a little piece on that match for matches you need to see simply because I knew obviously we were going to be talking about it here. You know, yeah. tie things in. Yeah, man. I mean, it like it, it certainly little wonder that match was the match that you know invented a scale to judge things on because I mean by the end of it the ring mat the referee Hiroshi just everything is literally covered in blood and like fair yes. enough stuff stuff has come afterwards that has obviously maybe broken that scale a little bit but that is always going to be the benchmark that's where it's kind of set you either go below or above that yeah yeah <laughs> um for those that haven't seen it it's very bloody uh mm. like if we played a video probably break twitch terms of service bloody um youtube wouldn't like it <laughs> no youtube probably wouldn't like it either yeah, told off by google yeah yes who's the ceo of google i was i was about to say zuckerberg would come down but he's the other one mr. google why do we not know about mr google john google all right well john google is going to come down so, no uh who's the who's the ceo of youtube susan susan wajiki will come down all right. Well, well, I've got sidetracked. What are we talking about? Blood. We're talking about the motor scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the motor scale. <laughs> um, do you personally have a preference for or against blood? Are you indifferent to it, uh, or is it like completely dependent on a lot of factors? Uh, I would say I'm for blood, but it kind of falls into. But last thing you said there, it depends on what the scenario is and when it's brought out. I think, I, I don't think it's something, like, even though I grew up in the, like, obviously the attitude here going to Ruthless Aggression, where it felt like every pay-per-view in WWE had blood and even a lot of it on Monday Night Raw. Um, I do like the place right now where mm. places like AEW do it, but it's sparingly. It's it's typically more used for, like, a big moment, like, when you think stuff along the lines of uh, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa from the, earlier this year and the lights that I'm actually had. Blood there was a great way of enhancing it. And, and in a lot of cases, like people before her, like Becky Lynch and Steve Austin, it can be used to really make a star and prove their grit. So I think it depends on the scenario. I, I, it shouldn't be something that's brought out all the time, but I think if you do it sparingly, it's quite a useful tool in the wrestling gimmick box, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's oh, sorry. It's definitely like a spectacle thing. I, I like to think of it similar, on a kind of similar vein to Pyro, where like it's got to be brought out for like uh important kind of spectacle moments it's got to be brought out to to add to a match it can't be it, it can't a match can't revolve around it like like i always hated first blood matches when they were a thing because it's like mm. yeah, that can just happen from an errant punch and then the match is like oh that's the end and it's just like well, wait, what <laughs> like that could be it but it, i think for for like a knockdown a knockdown drag out fight where it's where it's like a real heartfelt rivalry something like blood can add to uh, like either a baby face uh comeback story or like just to show how tough they are or how like how much heart they have 
uh, it's a story element and it, it, it should be it shouldn't be treated as like a main gimmick so speaking to speak. of how much heart they have uh here is one of the most iconic matches uh to, to feature blood in it also featuring a heart you see what i did there do you see what i did you saw what i did did you see what i did yeah, that, was, that was good that was very good i mean that i mean we, we talk about the iron man match between heart and austin right the, the the double turn and whatnot do you think that match would have been as big as it is without a visual like that you know without did do you think it would have propelled them even further without that um honestly i think you could have still achieved what they were setting out to do even without blood but i think it's the blood that kind of made it more of an iconic moment because this was when this was just before we were stepping into the attitude era and so this is where WWE the product was getting a little bit more edgy you know so blood the blood kind of signifies that as well but then it just kind of adds to show like austin's great at the time of like how much of a badass he was i think you could get rid of the blood and still achieve the whole double turn thing without it because it's been done without blood before but i think it's just that that visual of him bleeding refusing to tap out of the sharpshooter which most people never like most people would tap out to it just all kind of worked together to create that lasting visual and to kind of like essentially launch austin as this new megastar mm-hmm. yeah it made it made austin into a credible tough guy like an incredibly credible tough guy uh phrasing um but yeah it's it, it's all about the visual like not many matches you can get like a picture and be like ah oh, that's the match like imagine yeah. say for instance the the women's tag title match to wrestlemania they wouldn't be a still from that where i'd be like oh yeah i remember that key moment from that match that's that character making moment but no like it, it that that one instance of blood probably like saved saved wwe like butterfly effect style you know yeah, yeah. like if it, if it wasn't for that then we wouldn't have had the heel austin austin 316 and all, all that stuff like um, well, but also previously in came before, but you know, you know what I mean. Like uh, the, the the whole all all of that heel run uh, that t- then turning into a baby face, and then having probably one of the best feuds with Vince McMahon. It all stemmed from this essence of credibility that came from probably that one moment. It's again like the the, the go back to the Becky thing. I think again without the blood of that, it wouldn't have been as impactful. Like fair enough, she was already on her way. Yeah. But the yeah, fact, the yeah. fact, I mean, the whole the whole thing was the reason why she looked like such a badass is the fact her nose basically exploded, and she yeah. basically acted like it hadn't, and that's kind of what made her. Well, well she's already on her way there, but then that alone, everyone was just like, "Becky's just too much of a." Well, badass. I don't, I don't know, really. If we, if you look back at it, all that, all this was, was their build up. They're completely out of the blue arbitrary build up every year to survive a series, which is now a brand V brand thing. Even though there's no rivalry, all the heels and the faces of SmackDown become friends. All the heels and the faces of raw become friends. And that's what happened. They all just went to the ring and attacked each other. Right. They went and attacked raw. And then just out of nowhere, she got clocked by Naya. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Face explodes. And then you, you end up with, with a feud that was just who gives a shit into the hottest thing in wrestling in years yeah all because you got underscored by that moment and that image um 
I think it's a credit as well to the wrestlers that know. And I think there are two recently that that can really stand out as knowing like what to do, what to do when you get color and to know that like to, to, to feel it in a good way and, 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 and whatnot. And those two people are most likely like, you know, Britt Baker, uh, who, Oh, damn. Pe- yeah. People make, make comparisons between her and Becky, but you know, because of the, because of the similar, similar looks, they're, they're both sporting a bit of red wearing it. Well, and I mean, um, I mean, arguably Brit kind of, did it more by the fact of that match. She took like thumbtack spots and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, well, that's know. the thing. It, it was kind of less spontaneous because she had mm-hmm. a brutal match, whereas Becky did just kind of get clocked in the face. Yeah. Um, I, I remember watching that um, and just thinking like, wait, where the fuck did the blood come from? Kind of thing. Like, because there was no, it, it did, the camera didn't show properly the angle oh, of Naya's punch. Yeah. Yeah. So the blood almost looked like it came from out of nowhere. So it was initially shocking. It was only as I was going through Twitter after that Raw, was it Raw or SmackDown? One of the two. Raw. Um, I think where, it was like, Raw where SmackDown invaded Raw. That's the one. That's the one. Well, like, it's only after I saw it on Twitter afterwards that, that there was an errant Nia Jax punch. And I was just like, that's fucking dope. Because the, the, the like like back to the Austin thing with the with the visual, like the the smashed nose, the blood. Uh, people were artists were depicting it like were painting it, and Becky was like retweeting it and stuff like that. It became like an like an era defining picture almost. Yeah, well, it's it, it's it's much. It's sales. It's eyes. Um, because it's cool as fuck. You know, Be- Becky was then the highest like grossing. Uh, merch mover i'm pretty sure at the time maybe beaten by rain still um and i'm pretty sure brit's t-shirt with this image was like top of the charts for like a month on uh pro wrestling tees to a lesser extent this very recently happened um i don't i don't i feel like the match and the feud overshadows this moment um well, the the ending sure. as well kind of overshadowed it as well because a lot of people, as soon as the ending happened, yeah, it's it, kind of like an, you were overshadowed by the visual of mm-hmm. of of Jericho going through the uh, through the cushion. Yeah, when the when the real visual you're right should have been closing, and everyone should have been talking about MJF bloody yeah. and battered is M- now MJF is top of now the top of AEW. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, he's ris- he's risen to the pinnacle, right? Uh, yeah. um, plus, plus as well, I mean, because obviously a lot of the, a lot of backlash came out about this. I think it was from people that were saying people from WWE were saying it set wrestling back for years. And, and to be fair, like other people in this match really do bleed like a lot heavier than MGF. I think like Cash Wheeler especially. Does, yeah, he, yeah. He really, yeah. he really went must have went deep with his uh, blading there. And yeah. When you can see it getting into his like eyes and stuff, and you're just like, oh god, no! Like, yeah, I mean, fair play for re- fair play for wrestling a good match. Still, like, I can you can barely see with a fringe in my face for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. That's another topic. We'll I will let's talk about it now. Um, yeah. When you bleed, uh, that's your blood that's coming out. Yeah. Uh, and it's harder to do things when you're losing blood. You, there are some wrestlers who um, have lost quite a lot of blood on the Muta scale. Muta being one of them. Yeah. 
And it's, I think, almost, it might even be a subconscious thing. I mean, obviously, we know it consciously, but subconsciously, when you see someone um, doing this kind of thing and losing a lot of blood, you're like, wow, that's fucking tenacious. That's, um, that's, that's a fucking badass right there who, despite the loss of blood and the pain, because pain is what wrestling is, right? It, it's it's yeah. being a good enough actor to show pain, selling. You don't have to sell blood. There's blood, so it's 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 it is a very strange storytelling tool for them, yeah. to, them to go with. It's really funny because I mean, even though when they bleed, I, I mean, maybe it's just because where we we're such big fans of wrestling, we kind of know about the ins and outs. It's rare you'll watch someone bleed now, and I feel like they're in too much peril because I'm too used to it. But then there are yeah. those handful of examples where it's clear that it's backfired, like the classic one being Eddie Guerrero versus JBL. That was the one example where, where I watched the blood and went, yeah, he's that, that's probably gone very horribly wrong because I think he near, he basically did pass out when he got, he got backstage and he, I think he went into shock because of how badly he'd lost the blood. That really the, broke the new scale. The, the last <laughs> match I remember recently where I was like, that is a bit too much blood was the Blood Brothers match, uh, which retroactively, I believe it was named the Blood Brothers match because of the blood. Oh, uh, Cody but, and Dustin. Cody and Dustin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- shall we take a look? And remind yeah. ourselves. And just to be clear, he was wearing a red costume at the time. This isn't, but like you know, yeah, it's, it's quite a lot of blood. What a... and the, the ring was coated. Cody was coated. The whole, the it whole. It looks like Kane. I'll um, I'm gonna say. Yeah, you know, he looks like Kane. Machine. <laughs> <laughs> um. So obviously, uh, people who watch this know I do collect wrestling figures, and one of the first ringside exclusives, uh, which is one of the main distributors of wrestling figures, did this two pack as an exclusive. I will link it to you in the in the chat. Yeah, I'll shove it up on the on the screen. Two pack. Oh, I'll yeah. The wrestling. So it's like a wrestling two pack, and it's like rare you'll get wrestling figures where it's like they're covered in blood or like made to look like they've been battle damaged. But this is like one of the first sets in a while to do that. Mm. This one, right? Wait for it. Oh, yeah. yeah, there you ooh. go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, honestly, not bloody enough. Yeah, I mean, it, it's supposed yeah. to be like after the match, but yeah, I mean, Dustin looks a bit too clean. Yeah, yeah. I, I assume when you said two pack, I did think you meant the rapper two pack. I was oh. like, wait. <laughs> Does the rapper two pack have a have a have a wrestling match where he bladed? What what happened? But but yeah, that was definitely the last match where I was like, that is that there was one be- slightly before that, I think. Was it slightly before that? Or was it just after? I forget. I think before. Um but I was like I was worried. That was the first time I was worried in a very long time because mm. it was a lot of blood loss and they, you know, they soldiered on. I would argue though, I think the only reason I found that shocking at the time is again because this was a brand new wrestling product that was on mainstream television and it had yeah. been so many years since we'd seen something like that on WWE. Which is why I think at the time I was a bit like, whoa, that's that's like pretty heavy that. But then I guess that's kind of like it's sort of set. I mean, that was what their first five star match as well. So that kind of got them mm-hmm. off on the right footing. And I guess in some respects, you can say that as them having the company somewhat built on the old school thing of blood and that kind of grip to wrestling. Anyway, what are you going to say, Scott? As you wave to pass um, us by. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, Bennett and Brogan had just walked past. Um, so 
the, on the opposite scale, though, and it's uh, it's it's worth worth mentioning because it's one of the instances which um, WWE's current attitude to blood. Sorry, I was, I was lowering the thing. <laughs> uh, their current attitude to blood is kind of encapsulated in the Samoa Joe Finn Balor match in NXT. Uh, oh where, yeah. yeah, yeah, about about like not. I wouldn't even say that's on the meter scale. <laughs> Yeah, because they they stopped the match. What was it like four, five times so the referee could start tending to it? And it was it was open. It's not like he was going to stitch it up there and then. Yeah. And so he just kept coming in and cleaning it up, sending him on his way. Uh, and of course, the more he moves around, the more the blood's pumping, and the more the blood pumps up and out of said hole in head. So like it, like they may as well have just continued. Like sure, it would have been a little bit bloody, but it's Samoa Joe for crying out loud. He's meant to be this kind of like like tough monster he was even being billed during the whole thing as like oh i'm facing the demon and i'm all i'm a tough i'm a monster man myself but every but like having that referee stuff even you could even see samoa joe getting annoyed and the crowd oh, also yeah. turned against it too yeah um speaking of uh horrific injuries like that uh, and we talk about let's let's talk about um on purpose blood right uh, for example, blading and whatnot, and let's talk about accidental uh, being either, I'd hope, accidental, you know, things like Becky's nose and, and whatnot. Uh, and uh, this absolute gem, uh, Goldberg headbutting a wall before he comes out for a promo and making himself just concussed and bleeding from the head. In his eyes as well. He's just like, oh. <laughs> so, so here we have a great example of accidental, uh, I, I hope, uh, bleeding. And here, if we if we go back to um, back back in back in time to oh, something yeah. that is not accidental. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, was that this was probably the last time they actually had blood on mainstream. WWE probably right. That can fit to that extent, no. anyway. No, and I'll show you. I'll show you which match. It's with the same person. Oh, uh, okay. This match. Oh. WrestleMania right, okay. Roman Ooh. Brock main event was that New Orleans? I think that was it. Thirty-seven. Was this the one? Oh, was this the one where everyone thought he was going to win and didn't? So this was the second main event they had. The crowd, the crowd were booing. Crowd hated. Mm. Crowd hated it. And I don't, I don't remember how he got bloodied, but there was a lot of blood from what I remember, and um, it just didn't help the match. No one liked it, and then he lost, and everyone was like, "All right, fine." Cool. But if we're talking about intentional. Uh, uh, bleeding and and non-intentional bleeding. Where where do we stand on you know is blading cool? Uh, do we want foreheads like that? Do we want that new Jack forehead? Do we? I mean you know. Um. Again, I, I think because we're in a point now where it's less frequent, hopefully it'd be bad. I mean, I mean the the only time it wouldn't be is obviously if you, if you're purely a deathmatch wrestler. Because that's where that's all going to come from. Doing that like nearly every night of the week. Um, yeah. But like, I guess, I guess if if you're talking about blinders on something like WWE or AW, at least it's not very frequent. So I guess it's okay. But I think if I think overdoing it is clearly 
like the wrong way to go about it because that's why wrestlers have got the most messed up foreheads ever. Or if you're a guy like Sabu, just everywhere. Yeah, it's got to be a, a, a spectacle. Like I said, it's got it's got to be brought out once once in a while. Like 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 we've said, like during those times when, when during the Attitude Era, where it was like every pay per view, every other Raw, where it's like blood always became like a. It, it, there was always like a time when the fans were like, "Where's the blood?" When the PG stuff came through, because they were so accustomed to it and so climatized to it, they were shocked when wrestlers just wouldn't bleed. And mm-hmm. um, fans, literally in YouTube comment sections everywhere, were just demanding it. Uh, uh, like when it, it, it's a game, it, like sometimes, especially in the case of uh, Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair, it can it can get real bad, real bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we. Well, speaking of Ric Flair, uh, you you can't bring up blood without bringing up the Nature Boy and his and his blonde hair. Uh, I think I think a lot of wrestlers like like to be blonde so that they have that kind of uh, that look going on. Um, when we when we talk about intentional blading and and bleeding, uh, another form of intentional bleeding is fake bleeding, and a referee handing you a blood pack to put in your mouth. Uh, where do we stand? Would you prefer a wrestler just bladed themselves up, or would you prefer? I mean, do you think a blood pack is just completely unnecessary? Because obviously, we I think we all like blood in wrestling when it's that spontaneous and at the end of an Iron Man match, and it's like, wow, Jesus, that was that's a tough match, right? Mm. But when they try and manufacture it, you know, and they've planned it, and the ref is like, "Here's a blood pack for you." How does that? I don't remember a time that I can think of, unless, you know, some of our favorite blood points were faked, that I can't remember a time that I can think that a blood pack has ever given me any kind of reaction. I mean, mm. does it really happen that often, though? I think maybe, maybe when. Like, I mean, maybe when they're doing, doing like the whole internal angle, you're right, like through the mouth or here or whatever that could be mm. where it happens but i think generally from what you read like the reason why they don't use a lot of fake blood is because it is just easier for someone to blade when you think about it instead of the whole prep of i mean something like wwe they can easily manufacture as much fake blood as they want and sort all that out but like an indie promotion or like a smaller one it's obviously just like what's like we'll just cut your head easy just yeah. get that done. yeah um I, I guess i guess i guess it's one of those things where you feel a bit cheated and when you're one of those wrestling fans who doesn't like it when the whole big like it being too fake comes out because blood is usually one of the more realistic parts of it because they are legit cutting themselves to get it. it. You can't help but feel a little bit annoyed that they're going for like a fake blood angle when they could probably work something else out around it that didn't involve using fake blood or blood in general. Yeah, it's all it's wrestling in itself is all about suspension of disbelief for the most part because we all know it's fake by now. I mean, the screw job like immediately brought all that down, and now we know they're just performers um, who go out and tell a story um so like in movies you (laughs) (laughs) like in like in movies you go portrait (laughs) (laughs) oh i I think we've lost our man in the field all right well i'll remove him for now until he comes back until i see him (laughs) moving down at the bottom yeah um i don't know it's a weird line part of me doesn't like blading at all i'm with you like i I think 
even though obviously like we're saying we grew up on that era where it was everywhere like you'd think we'd be like very blood hungry people but i'm kind of with you like sparingly i mean obviously but then but there's like some promotions that are basically built on it like some like combat zone wrestling and even then it's like they're not as frequent as you would think it's right. mainly when they when they break out tournament of death and cage of death because they do actually have some legit wrestling on there but um i'm with you like when it's when it's on something mainstream like this like awwe i like that it's sparing now yeah agreed it, yeah yeah i, I part, part of me doesn't like that they have a pay-per-view called blood and guts um it really almost it almost well right but it, like an event right like yeah a bashing, bashing beach type thing. it's it's to me it's like saying you have you have you have an elimination chamber match whereas i'd much just prefer a, a general manager coming out when six people are arguing no matter the time of year, it's going, you're going to have an elimination chamber match next week or in a month's time. Yeah. Um, whereas if I see blood and guts, you know, I know there's going to be some blood, possibly some guts. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. It's it's like, again, like I guess sort of the same argument of why WWE shouldn't have pay-per-views named after like Hell in the Cell and TLC, like just have the match and make it come out at random points of the year. Like just be like, oh, revolution's coming up and there's these two factions fighting have this match and maybe change the name of the match like blood and guts was never a good name for a match because i've been again doing more writing for the um website for matches you need to see i actually watched some of the original war games matches and yeah. basically this match is essentially war games is like how it used to be WWE's one is top of the cage top of the cage but at least this time you can actually move your head um because from what like if, if you haven't seen them go back and watch the original yeah. war games matches the ceiling okay. is incredibly low and um in 91 brian pillman legit legit got sparked out because a power bomb went wrong because he couldn't get high enough to take it and just got dropped on his neck mm. it's it's horrible to look at so at least this one to fix that issue and it um i think they could have easily come up with like a much better name i think as well Blood well it's, it's solely because name. uh they don't have the copyright for uh war games right yeah, but they could use the word war and put something else after it, surely. Like, is that going to infringe that much on it? Let's come up with a better name right now. What's a better name for war, for Blood and Guts slash War Games? Um, the uh, Double double Ring Death Cage. The Deadly... The Bungalow of Death. Bungalow of Death. That's not bad. Um, C in double. And there's a cage over it. Uh, Rumble and Money in the Bank uh, is the only good themed pay-per-view concept. I agree. Rumble, no, you can't just do wh- whenever. Yeah, Money yeah. in the Bank. I agree. But anything yeah. that's just like uh, those big spectacle matches. Like Survivor, a Survivor Series themed match. Like, okay, so here's, here's the thing. Like, if, if you basically... Over the Money in the Bank, which was obviously made for WrestleMania, if you build a spectacle match and had it as its own pay-per-view to begin with, that's fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's just more so when you're taking matches that you already had and then going, well, we could just build a whole pay-per-view around that. That's when it's a bit like, mm, do, you, do you need to, though? Because you're still going to have... It's like if, if TLC comes up like what every year, but it's like we'll still see TLC matches on other shows sometimes as well. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah, it, it is. It is very strange. Um, like even Hell in the Cell, it yeah. yeah. Like it's got its pay per view, but then like there was the year when it was at WrestleMania for Taker and Shane. It's like, well, it's lost its magic because we know it's after this. It's coming back in October for two matches on us on a, on the same card. I uh, I just got a message from from Brogan <laughs> saying <laughs> saying hi. This is Scott. 
my phone jumped from 60% battery to 0%. Lesson learned. I won't go to the forest anymore. <laughs> Why did he go to a forest? Why? Why did he just go? Why did he go to the forest? We're doing a podcast. And he's like, hi, guys. I'm out in the forest. And wasn't he bigging up the last two weeks that he's got better Wi-Fi at his house yes, as well? he just got better Wi-Fi. And he's, he's like, like, I'm going to go to than- the forest. Rather than test this out, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out and use my G's. I've got a nice mic. I've got new Wi-Fi. I'm going to go to a forest. I hate that. I love them so much. This is why we love them, though. This is like the most Scott thing to do. It's it's on brand. It is very on brand. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to the matter at hand. We're talking about blood. Um, what's What's your most, or one of your most iconic moments that is underscored by blood Ooh, that is a tough one um i'd say generally and this is kind of an example of why blood works because again doing more right for the website um like i think one of the reasons why it, it used to be quite powerful is the amount of stars are going to help make and i think if you look back at both um Cactus Jack versus Triple H and Cactus Jack versus Randy Orton. They're both matches that took people that they wanted to be the next big stars. And because of Mick Foley and his essentially baptism by blood and violence, catapulted them to becoming the main event stars that they would be. Um, so they're like kind of two examples off the top of my head, I think, that blood prominently used, like really helps the product a lot and can help move things forward. I wonder if there is some some kind of a uh, bit of a jump here, but I wonder if there is some mm. kind of psychological uh, study that you could do into the depiction of blood. And I'm sure there is it just in media in general. Yeah. Um, but there's something about seeing it like viscerally in live in this, you know, play fighting. Well, it's like you go back to, I mean, obviously, because wrestling is in the combat sports spectrum. When you look at the more, legitimate ones when blood happens because obviously that's by the hard way that's because it's just happened and it's got really brutal loads of people would say that would like really made paying the 50 dollars to watch a boxing match even more worth it because they are legit to the point of killing each other yeah it seems you know what i mean and that's why wrestling itself does it, even if they can control that narrative yeah well, that's that's such a i mean that's a weird thing because you can't you shouldn't be able to in a in a good like in what we want you shouldn't be able yeah. to really control when you bleed right you just kind of, it's a spontaneous thing and it happens. But, but then, you know, some of the most iconic moments were, were blading yeah. and, and some most likely probably slipped under the radar and we didn't realize were. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, cause I'm, I'm right now, I'm, I'm, I'm like, say, I think in a lot of my favorite sort of favorite and things I can say iconic moments has involved a lot of blading and blood, like something like the rock versus Austin at WrestleMania 17. Right. You know, that that was quite a bloody ending. Not obviously that high on the minute scale, but enough to make it rememberable. But then I think, I think there's equally, you don't always need blood to have like a big moment in wrestling. Like something like CM Punk winning at 2011 Money in the Bank. No <clears> blood <throat> was needed there. And that's like one of the most fondly remembered moments from WWE in recent times. You see, I'm I, I'm trying to think about, like you're saying, I'm thinking to my favorite wrestlers and, and if blood involved. And it often is. Uh, yeah. Some of my favorite Cena moments, one of them I've got here involved blood from way back when uh it's pretty high on the motor scale as well yeah um but then like you say cm punk my most favorites of all time and i can't i'm trying to think about a time where i can really that was the 
the the the headshot of it was blood right like the the photo takeaway was blood and i can't really think of anything especially in wwe back in no ring of honor and stuff he definitely did yeah Yeah, yeah. but but no yeah bret hart versus steve austin is 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 a very big very good shout for yeah uh, for blood visceral Let's talk about like uh, these are two images that are practically the same. Both trapped, I I believe, at the time in a in a submission. We have Stone Cold, and then we've got Dustin. Do you think there's something to do with the amount of blood, or do you think there's something? Do you think there's something about blood that it, like some way to bleed isn't as visually? What would the word be? Aesthetic. For example, yeah, yeah, you know, if you're gonna bleed, at least bleed, at yeah. least bleed. Well, don't, I think don't bleed. Yeah. Bleed. <laughs> well, I think I think that's one of the things when you look at it, it sometimes looks worse than it probably actually is. Now, obviously, we've talked about there has been moments where it's gone wrong, but I think one of the reasons why it becomes so effective and they do look like they bleed a lot is because. The usually it's midway through a match, the adrenaline's pumping heavily, which isn't gonna, which is gonna really help the flow. And then it's things like when if you're very got a lot of sweat going on and things like that, that really does help with it as well. It's like if yeah. um if you've ever been in the shower and you might have had a cut, like it, it bleeds, it looks like it bleeds worse than it actually is. But that's just the way it, the way that yeah, t- tiny cut, and you're like it looks like uh, psycho. It's like Norman Bates, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think that's one of the things. I think I think that's why maybe some people don't feel blood and is always like that horrible thing. I think it's just usually when they're in the match and everything's pumping and going through, it looks worse than it yeah. actually is. Because like I mean, there's there's plenty of stuff where you'll you'll see them at one point they're just covered in blood, and then maybe later on in the match it looks like it's gone quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen a few examples of that. Um, unless it's a death match where they're constantly rolling in glass, then that stuff ain't stopping. But that's kind of like the extreme example of it. Like from uh, Nick Gage versus Ricky Shane Page from GCW recently. Oh, seen the highlights of that on YouTube and that the, literally the whole ring is just covered in glass and they just didn't stop bleeding. Oh, I was trying to get one of um, David Arquette getting himself bloodied as well. Oh, when he got his neck perforated. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. that's why that's why you don't really, uh, if well, unless you're experienced, you don't really stick in the, step in the ring with someone like Nick Gage and <laughs> expect to walk away fine from it i mean i mean one of my one of the one of the worst ones i saw was from uh havoc's farewell to progress um he was bleeding so badly that they did have to say that um because he did he did a speech and they did a package for him but he was just constantly and even he was like but yeah this isn't stopping apparently he had to go to hospital soon afterwards that because it just wouldn't stop i mean <clears throat> i'm sure i'm sure dustin uh journeyed away yeah after that I don't know. It almost feels like a rite of passage. Uh, I, if I, when I was uh, training, and mm-hmm. should I ever go back to it, I would quite like to have a, a. I'd quite like to bleed in a match. It's it's a weird thing to want, you know. Yeah, I th- it's I think a very it, weird thing to want. I don't think it's that weird. I I I'd say if you're a pure wrestling fan, I bet you've always had one of those moments watching a match going. I would like to try and see what blading's like. It's been like um, it's, it's been like wanting to take a steel chair shot. I don't think it's wrong that you've always thought maybe I'd like to try that just to see what it is like. I hate that this has just given me a new idea for a segment or a thing that we do, but I'd quite like to do a a, a, a Garrett and Greg tries because I've I've done stu- dumb things before when I worked like service jobs and I just wanted to just die. 
I, I have taken a stapler and I, I have just stapled my forehead before and, and such things. I feel like we should just uh, take a thing in wrestling. Um, get away, get away. Get it, get away. <laughs> I feel like we should take a thing in wrestling and, and be like, you know, how is it done? Uh, here are some examples. Like, for example, a table spot, right? We should do a, um, we should get a big plywood table. One of us goes through it, but we talk, we just, we talk about the history of tables and, you know, it's highest profile, it's lowest profile, how it goes right, how it goes wrong. And then we just do the spot. And so. Essentially, we could be like deathmatch science. It's like Bill Nye, but with blood. Yeah, why not? Yeah, well, many reasons why not. <laughs> um, but I think that's a that's a yeah. pretty good. Uh, this is for all my juggalos <laughs> and juggalettes. I think we could definitely get an interview with that guy as well, uh, Superhuman. That's I. I actually really like that idea that I just came up because I'm a genius. Uh, death, but I I like the deathmatch science is way better name than I had. Um, well, what did you have? To Grod Grod and Greg try <laughs> a thing. <laughs> Wait, is shit, but deathmatch science is really good. Where we just we just look at like you know we buy a light tube and we try it out because I'm I'll take a bump. I don't care. Um, I'd take a light tube across the back. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I want to know about the light tubes they use. Like, aren't light tubes supposed to be filled with horrible chemicals? Yes. And yet you've got matches where there's like two hundred of them getting completely smashed. Like, I'm sure it... that's like adding their chances of getting like cancer or something exponentially. It's it's not. It's like something like that kind of material. It's really bad for you if you inhale it. Well, it's like I don't know. I think it's xenon gas or something. I can't remember what's normally in those types of light bulbs. Mm. Um, but probably and to be honest the micro shards of glass are probably more hazardous than any kind of anything that might be in it because they're usually in a quite a well well you know what maybe they're not i was gonna say well ventilated area but these are usually in like bar wrestling um unless it's something like tournament death which is on a farm pretty much that's, right you should be fine that's there that, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's gonna go but they're, they're like mic micro shards of glass will probably fuck you up if you inhaled that um, yeah. But this is all something we should talk about on Deathmatch Science. Yes, we should. That's dead dead ass, right? Of all things to come out of this and Scott, uh, Scott's phone dying in a forest. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Which one of us is going to take the thumbtack bump? I'll do a thumbtack bump. You do a thumbtack, okay. Yeah. Well, I um, feel like in our tag team, with me being like a foot and a half shorter than you... I'm the one that's going to take... I'm the spike here. I know I'm taking the bumps. Um, it would be like one episode is like, oh, okay, Gareth, you're you're falling into a piranha pit just like they did in uh, this match in, in DDT a long time ago. And then the next episode is just like, oh, I'm taking a, a sugar glass to the head. And I, I'm Greg. Oh, that's you. <laughs> oh, Gareth, you're, you're going into a car that's going to explode just like uh, Vince yeah. McMahon did. And uh, uh, Greg, you um, stapler to the back. I'm an old man with a dodgy back, mate. You know, you've, you've <laughs> got to take one for the team. Gareth, so today we've got a plywood board over there. There's just a little bit of barbed wire around it. And then there's uh, hold on, is that C4 a... underneath. Oh, uh, yeah. Fine. It doesn't look like C4. Okay, yeah, it'd okay. be fine. Don't worry. Don't it's worry. a dud, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been told it is. 
Okay, okay. Well, um, let me just... Good luck, buddy. And it's my show now. Yes, just me now. <laughs> so tune in next week just for Greg hosts the Bear Hug Club podcast. Um, I'm the sole survivor, apparently. <sighs> <laughs> I was trying to, like, soot myself up, but it didn't work out in time. I was trying to be comedic. <laughs> I didn't. I have a marker and it didn't work. <laughs> what are we doing the outro? Yeah, I mean, uh, is there anything else you'd want to kind of mention on Blood there? I think um, we've done a decent coverage, to be fair. Nah, Blood's really cool. That's all. Blood is fine within reason. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can leave on that. <laughs> Pints, just about. Gallons. Yeah. Just don't step in the ring with Nick Gage. You'll be fine. I didn't plan on it. I mean, I don't plan it. I mean, I'm looking forward to he's he's the next Dark Side of the Ring episode coming up. I think tonight. So that might even skyrocket him into the mainstream-ish, maybe. I mean, he's, is he? He's kind of there. big on the Indies, I suppose. People know his name. I don't, yeah, so, I mean. It's got a rep, but I doubt we'll ever see him on AEW. Like they'd, that'd be the only mainstream wrestling thing he could ever possibly show up on, and I doubt he would. <laughs> I doubt Maybe they would. Blood, blood and Guts 3. <laughs> no, this is 2. This is 1? This is 1, because they cancelled the they first cancelled one. They cancelled the first one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were waiting for fans, and this is as close as they could get. Yeah. All right, well, we've been the... Yeah. <laughs> We've been the Bear Club Podcast. If you want to go follow us, uh, all of the social medias are down at the bottom of the screen now. Obviously, Bear Hook Club Podcast for Facebook and YouTube, Bear Hook Club Pod for Instagram, and Bear Hook Club for Twitter. Also, I'll put it on screen. We've got our website, as I've been mentioned throughout the show. Please go check it out. Um, Matches You Need to See has kind of took on a new life from there, where we are going to try and get some more episodes of that done for YouTube, because we do like doing them. It's just the time. So since then, I've just been writing little articles for new matches and adding to the website. So if you have stuff to something to watch, Go check it out. I think you'll find some cool stuff on there. Um, and we've also got some other ideas coming for it as well. But we'd like to hear what you'd like to see from us as well. So just feel free to drop us some messages, either through the website or social media. Big love. Good night. Farewell. Which one of us is hitting end broadcast? <laughs>